0: Eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to the Four Ten Yards Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. And I want to say it's the the final preview show of the season, but uh, this breaking news just in... We are going to be doing a live stream on Sunday afternoon to take you through the rest of the games as well. So in this show, what we will do is we will preview the Christmas Day game and also the triple header on Boxing Day. And then we will have a live stream for you on Sunday to answer all of those start-sick questions, look at all the injuries and the best matchups for the Championship week. So that is our Christmas present to you, the listener. So at this point, I will welcome in Adil. Adil, how are you doing?
0: I'm very, very good. And uh, looking forward to some Christmas football, Boxing Day football, and then Sunday.
1: Yeah, so we've got the uh, the championship game split up into to four parts this week. So so we've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday and the, the Monday Night Football game as well. So whilst uh, General and fans will absolutely love that because we get to watch some full games. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Red Zone, but sometimes it is just a lot better to, to watch the full game because then you get the, the real insight into to each one of the teams. So we'll, we'll get lots of individual games going on. But from a fantasy perspective, if you are lucky enough to have to have made the championship which you probably have done if you're if you're listening to this this fantasy podcast at this point uh, thank you very much if you if you haven't it's uh, it's going to be a real nerve-wracking one watching that all the way from friday through till monday so christmas day football we see the minnesota vikings take on the new orleans saints adult do you want to give us a quick rundown of this one for me
0: please This game will most certainly be the battle of the running backs. Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, who will be the best one on the night? I don't know what you think of who will perform better. If you think half in PPR leagues, half point PPR leagues, Dalvin Cook and Kamara, who do you think is going to be the better of the two? And
1: this is a really tricky one because the Saints are giving up the least points to the fantasy running back. But, Dalvin Cook is, at this point, match matchup proof. He's such a great guy. He is, he's going to get 25, 30 touches in this one. So, I'm so torn. Like I say, this is going to be such an interesting battle between two of the league's best running backs. But, half-point PPR, you say?
0: Let's say half-point, for argument's sake.
1: I'm leaning Kamara. Just. Uh, standard, I'd go Cook, but in, in half and full, I would go, uh, I'd go for Kamara.
0: So, granted, you're going to be starting both of them, so you don't need to be worried about whether you start either of them because it's just a bit of fun just to see who do we think is going to be slightly better. Um, other players that are must-starts are Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You're not going to be benching either one of those, even though the Saints D is very, very good. You can't bunch star players who can easily score a touchdown, easily get targeted quite a lot. So start both of those guys. You're going to be perfectly fine with them. Um, wide receiver side for the Saints, what would you say about Manny Sanders? And, well, I think Trey Quan Smith is currently injured, questionable for the game. So this, they're quite thin, I think when it comes to receivers, because Michael Thomas is an IR. Yeah, Michael Thomas, uh, they, they
1: just want to get him healthy for the playoffs, because I think the Saints have come out and said that, look, we're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs with without Thomas, so we need him healthy for them. Smith, uh, like you say, is questionable headed into this one with an ankle injury. So, I think Kamara and Cook are going to get more work than Sanders in this one like Sanders seems to be the obvious one uh the 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 Vikings are giving up the third most points to their to the position at wide receiver but I do think Breeze is going to lean on Alvin Kamara and and Jared Cook in this one maybe maybe even Troutman as well so I'm tempted even despite the matchup with the uncertainty to start no New Orleans State's wide receivers this week
0: I think that probably is going to be the case, and as far as quarterbacks are concerned, I I wouldn't recommend starting either of them. Drew Brees, he just he didn't look great last week, and I don't think he's going to be that brilliant. Even though the Vikings aren't that good from a defensive uh, point of view, Um, I think the Saints D is an interesting prospect. Though, I don't know what you think as far as point scoring. Are you going to be start? Are you would you start the Saints D this week? Well, I'm still having flashes of that touchdown turn safety
1: uh, last week where uh, they uh, forced the fumble and uh, the ball bounced, 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 but eventually uh, fell at the back of the end zone. So obviously people who played the Saints DST last week will have uh, rude that four points miss there. But it's, it's, Kirk Cousins has, has been a lot better in the second half of this season. I think the Vikings will put up points in this one because uh, Thielen and Jefferson have, have, have always got a touchdown in them. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, I think, it is good for at least one himself. So it will all come down to to whether the Saints can get to get to Kirk Cousins, whether they can get a couple of sacks on him. And I think they've, they've got an interception in the locker, certainly. So I think we've got to rely on a couple of sacks at least and a, and a turnover or two in this one for the Saints' D to to be... Decent because I think the Vikings will put up points.
0: I think that's a um, fair observation. It's more along the um, the lines of the defensive lineman actually getting to the quarterback, maybe causing a fumble because Kirk Cousins has sometimes been able to fumble the ball. So let's see how that goes. If there are better options on your waiver wire, particularly like Cleveland Browns, Jets, pick them up rather than um, playing the Saints but hold the Saints D hold them in your lineup uh, hold them on your bench then they can't be on your opposition's team. yeah and on the the, the Minnesota
1: side of things I think it's very interesting that Kyle Rudolph is questionable so uh, Rudolph questionable on a Christmas Day game it's uh, listed as a foot injury but uh, I'm wondering uh, I'm wondering if he's got prior prior arrangements on that day, <laughs> <laughs> finishing off his, uh, his rounds in last. Well, I suppose America is going to be the the last place for, for him to visit, but uh, maybe he's going to be uh, in Hawaii at that point, just uh, dropping off those last few presents. But um, Irv Smith, obviously not in. Alexander Mattison, who suffered with the appendicitis a few weeks ago, is now questionable with a concussion. Uh, CJ Ham, the fullback there in the offense as well, is is questionable, and that is that's an interesting one. Even though obviously you're not going to start Ham, um, he's he's been a great fullback, great leading the way for for Dalvin Cook many times this season. So that could be a really interesting one there, especially against this top Saints run defense. And I don't think Ham being out would make you bench Cook, but it is just wanted to, to be aware of.
0: It, it'll have an impact on whether he can uh, whether the offensive line and surrounding players can create enough of a hole for Dalvin to speed through. Like, see, it, it, Ham has allowed Dalvin Cook to go full Ham. Oh, dear.
1: There we go. So, we've got Rudolph jokes. We've got Ham jokes. Yeah, they're, they're all pouring out here. So, uh, who who's winning this one, Adil? It's Saints at home, 10-4 to wrap up the division. I can't see past them. Can you?
0: No, I can't. And. Um, yeah, just the Vikings. I don't see them getting the win. I get, I see them getting a reasonable number of points, but not, the, but not the dub on this occasion. What about Will Lutz and Dan Bailey in this one, the
1: kickers? And obviously, we don't we don't talk about kickers too many times. But Dan Bailey for the Vikings seemingly is having a real difficult time of it, and, and Will Lutz hasn't had it all gravy either. Two two kickers that have really been struggling for late that should be putting up numbers. Are you starting either of them in
0: this one? If your if your league has got kickers, um. Dan Bailey, most certainly not. Um, to the point that they were taking fourth down opportunities because they wanted to protect him per se. Uh, they were preventing. They didn't want him to come onto the field to miss another kick, so that it would destroy his confidence even further. Because they see they haven't cut him, so they're not like they're saying we're getting rid of you now. Because that is quite the modus operandi of a. Uh, of a team when a kicker is really not doing well, they get rid of them. Yeah. Um, Willards, I think you probably start him, unless you've got a guy who's going to be brilliant. the 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 middling kickers kind of sometimes they have weeks where they're very good and sometimes they have weeks where they're not so very good. It's all on whether their offense breaks down and creates field goal opportunities, kind of around the thirty yard line
1: yeah it's really difficult to pick the kickers because obviously yeah, like you say you need the offense that is good enough to get to the the opposition's half but not quite good enough to uh, to finish it off in the red zone so that is christmas day football the minnesota vikings and the new orleans saints and i think it is probably at the perfect time for us fans here in the uk uh, I, I say that it's uh, i've uh, just lost the time i think it's a it's a 9:30 p.m. kickoff so at that point most of the family will be asleep, will have uh, overindulged in both alcohol and food, and it'll be a nice one to uh, to just watch in bed when uh, when everyone else is fast asleep. So really, really looking forward to that one. And then, of course, we head into the triple header on Boxing Day. Now, we were just talking off air. I have just found out that here in Cheshire, we are going into tier three on Saturday So I will not be able to go watch Crow Alexandra play Fleetwood Town. I'll have to watch that on the old iFollow. But uh, I do get to see my San Francisco 49ers in the same day as well, which will be a nice nice treat, which we'll get to in a little while. But first, we will look at the game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Lions. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 9-5 and headed into this one. Look all but certain to get into the playoffs at this point. And the uh, the Detroit Lions are 5-9. and So just looking at the injuries for this one, Rojo is out already. So he's on COVID IR, but uh, we we know that he has had surgery on his pinky, which uh, which is ruling him out of this one. So it is Leonard Fournette season. Leonard Fournette against the Lions in the Fantasy Championship with Ronald Jones out is my absolute dream. And Rob, I gave you an apology on the show last time for, for David Montgomery And I will be fully expecting an apology off you on Tuesday's show for the performance that Leonard Fournette is going to put in this one. So obviously the Detroit Lions are putting up the most points to the, to the running back position. Uh, Shady McCoy and Kishon Vaughan are behind him, but Leonard Fournette is going to get all of the work in this one. He is going to go, he's going to go off and he's going to win you a fantasy championship. So go check your waiver. I don't think he'll be there, but, Certainly, he'll be on somebody's bench somewhere, so just make sure that he is in your lineup headed into this one. On the other side of the ball, Kenny Golladay is questionable with a hip injury. Where have we heard that one before? He, uh, I think he's been questionable at this stage of the week every single week for about the past 10 weeks. I do not expect him to play in this one at all. He, he's been questionable at this point. And it's just so annoying from a fantasy perspective that he's not been put on IR because obviously he's been taking up a roster spot on your team all season long. But finally, as soon as 6pm hits, you can drop him in your redraft leagues because that's it. The roster space is, is useless then. You can drop Kenny Galladay as soon as this game kicks off and he's not playing. On the Yeah, obviously on the condition that he's, he's not playing, but I highly doubt that he will. And Matt Stafford is questionable with his rib-slash-thumb injury. And again, it's exactly the same situation, except the opposite. He's been questionable at this point for every week for, for the last few weeks now, but has always uh, has always got through and played the game. And I should imagine with his thumb, that's going to be one way he might have surgery in the off-season uh, because it has been bothering him, but um, he has been able to play through it. So, Goladay and Stafford, uh, are, you, are you the same thinking that uh, Goloday is not playing and Stafford will?
0: Most definitely. So, Golladay, they're not going to risk him now. And Stafford, he is going to pay, play through pain. He's already said that on social media. He is going to do his utmost best for this Detroit Lions team. And I think that will be very, very good for Mr. Jones Jr. from a fantasy perspective.
1: Yeah, Marvin Jones, like we, like we mentioned on the show yesterday, had a very good week just gone. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the wide receiver, giving up the ninth most points. So he's got a really good opportunity there to, to put up a lot of points in this one. And Detroit, yeah, they've got Quintus C first, they've got Mohamed Sanu, but the majority of the targets in this one are going to go Marvin Jones's way. And also TJ Hawkinson, so he let a lot of fantasy players down last week with his performance in the semi-finals, but it's a, it's a nice matchup against Tampa Bay this week, they've given up the 12th most points to the position, and again, I know Jesse James is on the roster, but... Um, it's uncontested targets for, for TJ Hawkinson there. So I expect him to, to get quite a few yards in and maybe a touchdown in this one as well. So Marvin Jones, Matt Stafford and TJ Hawkinson are starts. And then we look at the running back position. So Adrian Peterson. He is starting to, to turn into Frank Gore in that he's just one of these players that just keeps on going, keeps on going. But it's, it's Swift's backfield now. Uh, Swift, Swift did look good. And it is a tough matchup for him. So, are you, are you starting Swift in this one, Adol?
0: Apprehensive face put on right now. Um, I think he can be a flex. He's not going to be in your starting running back spots, but he, depending on who you're potentially putting in your flex spots, yes, he's definitely flex worthy.
1: Yeah, totally. And different leagues will have different depth. Then you might be stronger at the running back position and you might not need to. But uh, DeAndre Swift, it's it's not one that I feel I'm feeling particularly great about, but I think he is certainly startable uh, at this point in time. And then we flip over to the to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, we've already talked about Fournette, he is just automatically in my lineup. I'm not even thinking about it. At uh, the quarterback position, Tom Brady, he is going up against the team that gives up the 11th most points to the to the fantasy quarterbacks. And I'm, I'm going to start him. He's he's had a nice he's had a nice enough season. He's got enough weapons, and he will uh, get enough points just to make it worthwhile. I don't think he's going to, he's going to put up 30, 40 points, but uh, I think I think twenty is a nice floor for for Tom Brady in this one with maybe creeping up to towards the twenty five mark. Rob Gronkowski. It's a uh, it's a relatively poor matchup for him. Uh, I'm still going to start him though because Tom Brady and him have seemed to. to dropped a little bit of a connection in the last few weeks and he could be good for a, a red zone target and maybe a, maybe a touchdown. But then the age-old question, what on earth do we do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers? So we've got Chris Godwin, Antonio Browns and Mike Evans. I think it's a it's literally a lucky dip here. We've got to pull a number out of a hat and, and hope for the best if you're going to start any of them. I can't start any of them with with confidence but I think there's going to be two of them that that
0: do put up here
1: so is it worth the risk in, in starting your Tampa Bay Buccaneer just in case Adil or are you steering clear altogether
0: so I have this lovely juxtaposition in one of my uh, championship uh, matchups I have Chris Godwin um, up against Tom Brady against in the Tom championship Brady. so uh, hopefully Tom Brady does well but only to Chris Godwin but um in in all seriousness um the person that you are going to be starting definitely is mike evans yeah and it's a real toss-up between so last week was the one week that chris godwin i think really didn't have the game that you really want him to have but i think this week may be the week where he's back to normal again well, That's my hunch.
1: Yeah, he, he did get the touchdown last week, but it was it was four receptions for, for 36 yards for him. So if we if we just have a look at the target share from last week, Evans had seven, Brown had seven, Godwin had five, Scott and Miller had three. So Scottie uh, Scotty Miller, let's rule him out. He we're absolutely not starting him at this point. But it was uh, it was Mike Evans six receptions, one hundred and ten yards, and Antonio Brown five receptions for ninety three yards and a touchdown that really did steal the show last week. So, I think if I was going to order them, I'd go Evans, Brown, and Godwin. But um, I, again, I'm I'm still not feeling particularly great about it. I think Brown and Godwin are are pretty interchangeable as the, as the two and three options are.
0: They're like a two A two B kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Which for, for fantasy players isn't great. So that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions. Anything to add to that one, Adil? I think we're good. You're
0: not starting either
1: defense? No. So we move over to the, to the slightly later game, the, the half nine kickoff, and that is the 49ers and the Cardinals. So take
0: us away, please, Adil. So this lovely, lovely matchup. Um, I think there are two players in this game that you are definitely starting. And that is just, that's just it. Nook is definitely a start as far as I'm concerned, even though it's against the 49ers' defence. And Kyler Murray, you are starting him. Um, running backs when it comes to Arizona, are you going to be starting either Drake or Edmonds?
1: Edmonds currently questionable with an ankle injury, um, but Kenyan Drake is an extremely difficult matchup for him so um, he's, he's not an automatic start he's a if I've got it is I think he's I'd start plays like Swift ahead of him at this point he's um he's a flex option at best and that is uh, if I've got no one else better to
0: play and then if we look at the 49er side of the ball if we're looking at those two positions again quarterback um Nick Mullins did not practice um, As far as injury reports, I think it's really worth – you're not going to be starting in, but it's really worth looking later on this week because the statuses at the moment don't really uh, tell us a lot, I don't think. No. Uh, and then – um, well, actually, just to go on uh, what we were discussing yesterday regarding the quarterback situation, what are your thoughts on Mr. Rosen?
1: I am delighted. I tweeted this out earlier um, and it's it's really weird that he would get signed just before the, the game against the Arizona Cardinals because obviously they were the team that's, that drafted him the year before they drafted Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. And Josh Rosen, the guy, has got talent. He was drafted at the top end of the first round of the NFL draft. Now, for that to happen, you've got to have some talent there somewhere and obviously he's he's not shown it in the in the time that he's had in the league so far but if anybody is going to get anything out of a quarterback it's gonna be it's gonna be Carl Shanahan and it's it's a it's a win-win situation for the 49ers. We obviously we signed him off the, the Buccaneers practice squad so to a one-year contract so he's he's not gonna be costing us hardly anything and if he steps up he in my opinion, has got starter potential. He's got the potential to, to take over from Jimmy G. Or if it goes completely the other way, we can cut ties with him and it's it's cost us next to nothing. So it's a it's an absolute win-win situation for the 49ers. I think the worst thing to happen would be for him to come in and be okay to good and then all of a sudden get in a battle for, for the quarterback position with, with Jimmy G. I think that would be the worst thing to happen at this point for the organization. But um yeah, if, if he'll either come in, take the job, or we'll, we'll cut him and it'll be, it'll be nothing from there. So, I'm absolutely delighted with it and I, I'm really excited to see him. I don't think we'll, we will see him this weekend. I think CJ Bethard will get the, get the start and Rosen will back him up. Uh, I think that the reports are coming out about Mullins is going to need Tommy, honestly, to Tommy John, Johnny Tom, whatever the elbow injury is, UCL. Um, he's, he's going to need some surgery on that. So I, I don't think we will see him in this game. Along with a lot of other 49ers, to be honest, our injury report looks very similar to, to what it has done all season. And now, as people like to call us, the, the, the practice squad are all on the, the injury report as well. So uh, Trent Taylor, he is out. He's been placed on the COVID IR. Debo Samuel, of course, he's not a practice squad player. He's a starting wide receiver one. He has been ruled out of this one with a hamstring injury. Richie James, questionable, with an ankle. Raheem Mostert, done for the season, with an ankle. And uh, this is the the interesting one. George Kittle is questionable for the game. So
0: obviously, yeah. So I saw, I was watching another bunch of podcasters last night at some ungodly hour. I think it was like half two in the morning or something like that and uh, burning the fantasy oil as you say and um, they were discussing George Kittle if he suits up you're going to have to start him because if he's on that fit, you know how good of a player he is but I don't think he's going to be suiting up Gen- genuinely I don't think he I think he may have a chance Week seventeen, just to have a little bit of a run out so that he can play. But um, the only offensive player, uh, well, no, there are two offensive players that I think are startable: Brandon Ayuk, yeah, who's just so dynamic, and Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Aside from that, I ain't touching it, and I'm not touching their defense either because Cardinals are very capable. Um, I know the, the the. Intrigue around the NFC West and the the myriad of which coach, which beats which. Do you know which one we are in that web of uh, who has the who who has the uh, the mockers over which coach in this uh, circumstance? Is it not? Oh, yeah, it's I, I I I
1: I don't know. I, I can't say. And the, the weirdest thing about this one is that it's now technically an away game for the 49ers even though they're playing in the stadium that they've played their home <laughs> yes. games in for the for the last two. So it's a uh, yeah, it's, a, it's it's a really weird one. Yeah, and like you say, with the uh the, the teams in the NFC West, it is a really weird division from that perspective, particularly now that the uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals are sharing a stadium for the rest of the season. So just to recap, starters for the 49ers, Jeff Wilson, Brandon Oak and George Kittle, if and this is a big if, he plays. And then for the Cardinals, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. But, don't who is going to win this one?
0: I'm going to put my neck out and say the Arizona Cardinals pull it off and win the game.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're very much still in the, the playoff contention. If they'd have lost last week, the 49ers would have just still just had a little chance at getting into the playoffs. Um, but, no, that is that is now indeed over. So, that the Cardinals looks at to, to carry on to the playoffs. And it's crazy that a team that's currently eight and six is is one of the favourites to, to make the playoffs in the NFC. Whereas in the AFC, we were talking last night about a team potentially finishing 11-5 and five and not making the playoffs. So the NFC, historically over the last few years, has been the better conference, but seemingly the tables have turned this year. So that is the half nine game at State Farm Stadium in Arizona on Boxing Day. And then we head to the... Sunday morning game, so it's still technically the, the Saturday game, so it's still technically a Boxing Day game, but the Miami Dolphins and the Las Vegas Raiders. So for the second time in as many weeks, we get to go to, to Las Vegas to see a, a primetime game in that brand spanking new stadium. And this is an AFC battle. Well, yeah, Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs there. Their season's done now, but the Dolphins have got the opportunity to, to crack on and, and secure a playoff place in this one. So on the injury front, the Miami Dolphins, Mike Gasicki is questionable with a shoulder injury. That is a real big one to watch out for because him and Seward have, have linked up a lot in the last few weeks and Gasicki's and looked really good. So that is definitely one to watch out for because I am starting Gasicki in this game if he's good to go. Uh, Jakeem Grant is questionable with a hamstring, as is Devontae Parker as well. So it's very limited options for the, the Miami Dolphins at the wide receiver position. Which is all the more reason why we need Kosicki to to be to be fully fit for this one to be receiving those passes from Tua. Uh, Sovan Ahmed, um, he, he's good to <laughs> he's good to start in this one. So uh, the, the Raiders are giving up the fifth most fantasy points to the position. So I'm starting him, and also Tua Raiders are start giving up the ninth most points to the fantasy quarterback. So I am starting Tua in this one. And uh, Jason Sanders, you were my boss of the week last week, but I forgive you you are starting for me in this one against the Las Vegas Raiders, as is the Dolphins' defence. So it's a, it's such good defence. It's, it's been great to watch all year. It, it's got a big play in it. And so the injuries on the, the Las Vegas side of things. So obviously we saw Derek Carr leave the game with a green injury last time that we saw him and Marcus Mariota stepped up to the plate. Now, interestingly, Derek Carr is questionable. For this one and he practiced on a limited basis yesterday which was Tuesday at the time of recording so we'll, we'll learn a little bit more when the the Wednesday injury report gets released it's it's a tough one Saturday is is coming around very very quickly will Derek Carr be ready he, he was tipped to be 7 to 14 days recovery time and it was always going to be touch and go as to whether we played in this one so it remains to be seen Adil, has he got any chance of playing in this one or is it just um, the Vegas Raiders trying to throw a
0: bit of uh, smoke and mirrors into this one? I think it's a classic Gruden. No chance he's going to be playing. You can't... I've never known of somebody to come back from a groin injury in a week. Have you? No,
1: and it, it did look bad. Like, yeah, you could tweak it maybe and it's it's just one of them that... But I think we'd have seen him play through it in that in that scenario, but... The, the severity to cause him to, to leave the game um last last week I, I don't think I don't think we'll see him here but he'll he'll just be flagging up on the injury report just to, just to throw a little bit of confusion into to the Miami defense to see whether they need a game plan for, for Mariota or not because I think that's the key thing with this one the game plan for the Dolphins will be so drastically different if they're facing Mariota or if they're facing Carr that Derek Carr is going to flag up on the injury report all week as a, as a limited participant on a questionable basis just to keep the Miami Dolphins guessing and and wait until until Saturday to find out which quarterback that they're facing.
0: I think from a a scheming point of view, there's a big difference in the quarterbacks. I think the Miami Dolphins defense will get less sacks if Mariota's under center because he's just going to tuck it and run. He showed that last week. So that may have an impact on the uh, upside of your DST.
1: Yeah. So at the quarterback position for the Raiders, I'm not starting Derek Carr. If if he does go, um, A, because it's a a tough matchup for him and B, I I don't believe that he will be fully fit heading into this one and any mobility that he did have will be severely limited. But it becomes a very different question with Marcus Mariota because like you've just mentioned there, he's got his rushing upside and we saw how good he looked on the grounds in the game last week. So even though it is a tough matchup for him and I don't expect him to, to have a great deal of, of passing work per se. Are you starting Mariota if he starts?
0: Most definitely not. <laughs> um, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what the DraftKings um, kind of NFL showdown, you know, single match matchup showdown price is for Mariota because he could be worth, you know, one of those positions for that.
1: And at the running back position, we've got Josh Jacobs. You're going to start him? Uh, we had the conversations today about whether he should have been in the, the pro Bowl over the likes of James Robinson or not, but it's a middling matchup for him. And I think with the, the quarterback position uncertain, I think the Raiders will will gear their game plan more towards running the football with, with Josh Jacobs. So he is a start for me in this one. Uh, Hunter Renfro is, is is questionable in this one, as we mentioned, and Henry Ruggs is out. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has been the, the wide receiver one in this offense anyway of late. So uh, he is the only uh raider at the wide receiver position that I'm considering starting. And that is a that is a deep flex choice if if we are doing so. It's it's very boom or bust with, with Aguilar this season. And yeah, so if, if Aguilar comes up against Xavier Howard, then it, it could be a long day for him. So it's a desperation play in your flex if if you need to. And of course you're starting Darren Waller in this one. It's it's not a great matchup for him, but he has been money this season. He has been far and away the second best tight end in the league. And him, Kittle, and Kelsey next year are going to form such a trio that is separated from the rest of the pack. It's going to be quite unbelievable to watch. So, Dolphins at
0: Raiders. Who's winning this one? The Dolphins are winning. And we forgot one lovely player, Daniel Carlson, as well. The kicker. Sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> you you give a lot of kicker love in this in this podcast. Um has got he he's been actually a really high scorer because the raiders tend to break down. They don't tend to get the touchdowns always, so therefore he manages and they're inside, so he's gonna kick. He's gonna kick well.
1: Yeah. Fire up Carlson and I'm not starting the, the Raiders D S T because I think the Dolphins will put up not too many points but some points Uh, But the Raiders, uh, I don't think, will do too well with regards to to turnovers and sacks. So, they are your Christmas Day and Boxing Day games. And as we've already mentioned on the show, we will have a live stream on Sunday to bring you all the latest information about starts, sits and uh, the latest injury updates with regards to the matchups on Sunday. So, Adil... Nice short podcast for everybody today so that they can get on and enjoy the Christmas festivities. Where can we find you
0: on Twitter? I can be found at Dilly Toon, D-I-L-L-Y-T-O-O-N. Uh, I take it you're looking forward to all of the football that we've got over the next few days? Most definitely so. I'm looking forward to some cracking games and hopefully you set up the foundations for a lovely fantasy championship And we'll see you on Sunday. We will
1: indeed. I've been David. You can find me on Twitter at Dav underscore F10Y. We will get all of the usual content out at some point this weekend. It might be a little bit disjointed for obvious reasons, but you will still have your injury report, your DFS content, your starts, your sits. And as I already mentioned, we have got the live stream on Sunday. So, Best of luck to everybody in these next four games. Wherever you are playing fantasy, we hope that you win. And we will see you on Sunday. You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website, wwwful 10 yards. where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, fantasy football, college football and even Britball. Thanks for listening and remember folks, keep those eyes peeled.